Hello, Fitbedians. That's right. This is Ben here, and I cannot believe my mate is in the jungle. And we need you to vote for him. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can SMS 1995 10 10 1995 10 10. Uh, and again, hashtag The fact that he still hasn't eaten ostrich anus is killing me. Um, that is all I need to see him just eat foul stuff. Uh, to just, you know, idea impala anus cheat day. I mean, how good would it be? So, yeah, make sure you vote for him. Uh, I know some of you are thinking, oh, I've done it. We'll do it again and again. I want to keep that fucker in the jungle. Okay, on with the show. She's mighty, mighty, just written it all hang out. She's a bread house. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to Fit Ben Pod. My name is Ben Lomas and I am father of the year. I have already made the kids breakfast. I've already made them lunch. I've already hung out a wash, put a wash on. I have made dinner. I caught up with Wade Duffin just by accident. You don't know, but it's a future guest. And I've dropped the kids off and I'm now going to do a podcast with my one and only good friend, the man who pushes back the one percenters with celery. It's the one and only Dilruk Jai Singer. Hello. I'm very confused. First of all, I love the deep breath before broadcasting. That, that, that type of professionalism is why I love us. Lose it uh, in the edit. Second, no, you've got to keep it in the edit now. I'm going to keep calling back to it so that it's in the edit. Uh, second, um, you just listed a bunch of things as father of the year, yeah, which just sounded like basic father duties. So uh, how about you cut back a bit uh, uh, about giving yourself props? Hi, if you can I do it. I think you're a great the- father. I think you're a one- I've seen you with your kids. You're wonderful, but just chill the fuck out a bit. All right. Um, the it was a big logistic win this morning oh, to get here by 10 is a huge a okay. huge logistic win. All right. Okay. I don't want to start off on a negative note. <laughs> uh, but thirdly, what the fuck was that thing about celery or celery? Or well, because you're now you're focusing on plant-based and we oh, all had no. the 1%. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a bit of feedback and, and you handled it really well. The, the, the feedback that we've got is you handled the 1%ers very well. Oh, great. great, I, great. I, I agree. The you, negative feedback. You yes, 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 yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, people, uh, I always, always appreciate being honest on this podcast and I'm glad people took it that way because you know yeah. what? We're a friendly, happy space. <laughs> I know. Of, I, I know. can't believe a vegan is what brought out the negativity in our fans. Who knew that people hated vegans as much as that? Well, we, we did not know. And uh, now that I've trialed veganism, yeah, I'm with you. Fuck that. Like, no, no, no. no. We, on, our, on our catch-up episode, we'll talk about how I really feel about that whole uh, week that I did that. But we have a guest in today. We can't yes. ruffle it on. We just promised him, saying, oh, we don't really waffle that much at the top. And clearly, we've done exactly that. Uh, we've got a uh, broadcaster, writer, producer, good friend of ours, Kyron Wheatley. Welcome. Yes. Hello. Yeah, so I'll pull you up straight away, but yes. you, you, were, you weren't here by 10. Hang on, really? I think I was bang on the dot. No. <laughs> and in to further Dill's cause of keeping that breath in at the start, I think what was most special about it was the countdown to the breath. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. you won't, because he hit record just after three, two, one, record, breathe in, begin. I think that was the moment. Well, what well, you don't know, Kyron, is that once that breathe in, he doesn't stop, he doesn't actually exhale till the oh, end of the right, pod. That's it. So it's right, that's it. It's going to be weird when it's not. It has to be start. big. Yeah, you have to keep it in now. You have to keep it in. It's like, what's this breath they're talking about? Oh, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. So the way this even came about is literally, uh, I think, was it August? Maybe uh, something mm. around that you messaged me on Instagram because we you know, we see each other a lot at gigs and stuff. Uh, you said, hey, are you doing the marathon? Because I'm thinking about doing it as well. Yeah. So That was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling motivated. It's so um, optimistic. <laughs> I mean, day is a stretch. Yeah. I mean... It was a good message. <laughs> Is that as far as it got? Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I saw oh. you post something about running. Oh, and I was like, well, I wonder if he's, maybe I'll do that. And that's <laughs> that's all it went to. But you were saying uh, your uh, work colleague, uh, Alex Dyson. Yeah, no, I jest. Uh, because he, uh, we have a podcast, Alex Dyson and I, called Mirth. Uh, which is a, a bad name, and uh, <laughs> but we just we just talk shit, and he he runs a lot. Yeah, uh, I think because he's sponsored by a brand. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> Dyson hairdressers, hairdressers, yeah. yeah. but it has nothing to do with running. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, he he runs heaps, and he he decided. Or they decided on his behalf that he'd be in the Melbourne Marathon, and oh. so we were sort of talking. Or oh, maybe I could do it as the sort of. Uh, the, I mean, I, I run, I run a bit, but not not like 
as much as he was. What's a bid and for I you? And I certainly wasn't prepared for a marathon, so that could have been funny. Um, uh, when you say run a bid, what's it for you? Because we, we vary from, I, like, Ben and I started at 100, yeah. me, 100 meters kind of thing, and then, you know, 5Ks yeah. roughly where we talk about bit. No, I started running when I was, like, like in grade eight grade okay. nine so okay. it's like in i don't know like when people talk about like it's hard to run i just don't have that i just don't have that i don't understand that <laughs> <laughs> run um, so you have like privilege of running like <laughs> yeah, that's you, right. you, but it's funny because yeah. i had that as i had I that as well like i was like i loved running like in year seven and eight i, just, yeah. I really got into it and like be it the 800 or um and you know there's a 2k one but then I got to my twenties, and then there was that period when we started the podcast. I was like, I will never run again. Like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but I remember that period that I always, when I see people who are able to sustain that. Like, do you have yeah. that now? Yeah, like I just, I would, no matter how far I go, I won't stop running. There's just a, it's just you just keep going. I think that's the thing. What do you, you mean? What do you mean? Going. I don't follow. So what? What? What would you say? Do you run on a weekly basis? Oh yeah, yeah, I run on a weekly basis. How, how often? If I, if, well, I try to get more than twice more than say okay so roughly two to three times a yeah, week yeah, and yeah, then yeah. what distances are we talking or times are we talking oh i mean i'll go through periods where i've like got the app and i'm like building on what i did last week and right. making it better which and, app uh the nike one. Oh, yep 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 so it's just tracking your speed yeah. and your your uh, yeah like and it, and it tracks you over like an age yeah you know, like yeah. i've had this for so long now that it, it tells me like how many kilometers i've done over my entire oh, history. Brilliant. So I've done yeah, 2,073 right. kilometers. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's on amazing. the app alone. On the app Some alone, days exactly. I forgot my phone. Yeah. So that's got to uh, be way up there. And this thing, know. a lot of our listeners are on that Nike app because I put out a call out to ask about any apps that can help me with pacing to make me mm. run faster. And a lot of people pointed me towards the Nike one. There's another one that called, is called Runkeeper, Runkeeper which is through yeah. ASIC, I think. Uh, and they um, that gives you little updates going, you know, First kilometer five or whatever. Yeah. So then you can yeah, adjust your payment. I've got through the Samsung one just through the watch, and that's right. really helpful. But I, I think it only it like only calculates it for like four months or something, and then it yeah, resets. No, this, oh, no, really? this is like this will this keeps my runs back to like 2013, 2012. Oh, wow. So yeah, you can wow. see how long, and then averages the entire time. So it's, it's like it's like a pedometer. So when you got to 2000, did you have that tingling feeling? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was his heart. Absolutely. Like, Wait, look, listen to this. I started taking shorter runs because I was like building up. <laughs> I love it. I was like, this isn't the run. This isn't the run. Uh, this yeah, isn't yeah. the one yeah. that I want to clock over 2,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. funny. I totally get that. It's actually I'm, slowed me down. <laughs> because I remember as a kid we had our first car was a Hillman Superming. So this was like yeah. 1952, old car, double clutch. And I remember... When it went over to, I think it's a, yeah, it went over to a million miles. Wow. Right? Like, and I remember there was this moment when my dad's like, dad got really quiet. And it was just so this minute he goes, look at this. I was like, well, he goes, it clicks over to zero. And as we were driving, I kind of understood. He goes, and it goes 98, yeah. 99. And then when all the zeros flooded over, Tears just came out of my dad's. Of beautiful. Course. Like he was just yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah, because the this- price goes up because it's only done a few Ks. <laughs> Superminks or whatever the fuck yeah, that car was. Yeah. Kept so fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been on the back of a truck all its life. I love that. I love that. that. So but, good. but the idea, like that, with like, I was just like, it just clicked over. Like, and yeah. it just like mm-hmm. those. It seems so and simple, but like, like clear numbers. Like I've done a couple of thirty thousand steps in a day, and you build for it, and then when you click over to the thirty thousand, yeah. it's just. You want a- that last step to be the last one before bed, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just approaching bed. Yeah, yeah. click. Collapse the perfect day. Yeah, the perfect day. <laughs> It's so funny about that thing with the numbers clicking, whereas if you had it happen these days, you'd pull the phone out and film it. Instead, yeah. now it's just this memory that yeah. you just carry with you. Yeah, you would film that. Fuck, yeah, you would film that. You put it For on sure. And your then ears. you realize, go to YouTube, there's a whole bunch of those already, <laughs> so yeah. you're not anything special. <laughs> but in that moment, for the two of you, it was such a big moment, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, I do. I remember there's a couple of times when my dad's cried in the car. It's that that time. And then and when the he saw time, you play basketball. And <laughs> no, at the time at Punt Road, there used to be a, a homeless guy who'd squidge all the windows, and it oh. didn't matter if it was, it was like 30 degrees or 40 degrees, he'd be there. And Dad would always chuck him some money but he was there for years and then when we got up there once there was a, a rest in peace oh. and he'd passed away <laughs> Dad just like just wow. crying wow. just going a lot of built up emotion in that man yeah, no i know this is why we need <laughs> to talk <laughs> <laughs> this is everything else in his life i feel 
This is why men need to start talking out more. I know. And, I and know. that's why this podcast exists. <laughs> we nearly cried on one pod. Which one was that? I think uh, the end of year one. <laughs> we just yeah, how yeah. Far, we did. How we far got, we've come. We got so. really uh, emotional. Um, yeah, but yeah. then I don't know. I think I mean that's that's the medium. And you've been in the medium. Have you ever got emotional when 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 broadcasting? Um, yeah, I've got emotional on air. Uh, so, uh, for people who don't know, you worked on Triple J from what on, time to what time? I was on Triple J from 2011 to, well, Ben and Liam did have did three years and they just left. So, and I left when they started. Right. Who knows why? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> the people. mystery, the mind boggles. Yeah, no. can't figure it out. Um, so where are we? Five, six years. Six yeah. years. Oh, wow. Day. And a lot of breakfast times and stuff like that. So uh, A lot it, of breakfast times. Did a lot of weekend breakfast and then yeah. filling in for um, the breakfast teams and the drive teams and all that yeah, sort of shit. Yeah, nice. And so during that time, emotions? During that time, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a couple, there was some pretty high stress situations uh, like broadcasting terrorism events. Yeah. Uh, no tears, but, high, but like high yeah. stress Right, sort of trying to find the balance between being an entertaining broadcaster yeah. and also bringing information. Yeah, the, the trick is just to n- not be entertaining in that moment. Right. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. You know, I've, you I've, I've, that bushfires would be another one. Yeah, bushfires. That I, I went up and did, did some flood reporting in Queensland while I was at the ABC. Oh, yeah, um, that would have been 2011, 2012? Yeah, when I first started, really, or about a year after I started. So you flew to Queensland for flew it? Flew to Queensland, wow. drove around the floods. I mean, pardon the pun, but talk about throwing you into the deep end. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because they were pulling people from every single... See, what did I just say about not being entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> it's no also... one knows what to do, Dil. Uh, so, uh... I, 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 I admire Dil's puns. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you would have I... been in there without a paddle to help <laughs> Never <laughs> off. Um, so... So yeah, no, we're that, getting there, a was, bit deep there was an emotional here. moment there was interviewing some people who like have <laughs> Fuck you, Ben, uh... you're laughing. And you're <laughs> pulling away from the mic, you deep dipshit, <laughs> leaving me hanging. <laughs> Sorry. Kyra. But the big one was was leaving the station um, because, I was, because I was also leaving the network, mm. like the ABC. The ABC. I realised that I could start saying political things and not... Um, censor yourself. And not censor myself. So, so in leaving... Um, I said, you know, there's some good things about leaving the ABC, like go Abbott, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, as you were leaving. yeah, I'll be able to say how much I love, a, a, yeah. you know, a, um, a volunteer firefighter in budgie smugglers, and that's and I was able to say that publicly. <laughs> yeah, you finally could. Feel. I reckon that's uh, for a lot of personalities or people who work at ABC, or you have to you have to strike that balance, which I think is a lot harder, especially well. For broadcasters who have that element of wanting to entertain, I think a lot of our listeners wouldn't, wouldn't know that. So, what's generally the guidelines for? A well, you just you just can't be you just can't be political. You can't take a political side. But then, when a and country politicizes uh, your sexuality, yeah, yep. then suddenly you've got you know your employer telling you you can't take a side on marriage equality. Right. Yeah. So that's a difficult sort of position to it's so difficult. So to be you in. saying that you're pro marriage equality would have meant that you're being political or anti the whatever the government. Yeah. Now is. there was no like meeting of the gays at the ABC where they <laughs> sat everyone down and were like, "Now you've got to distance yourself from yourself." Yeah. Right. But it was like you know you you can't be political. So then in leaving, saying. You know, or it's you know when I leave the ABC, I'll be able to say things like we shouldn't lock up people who are just trying to reach the country. Blah blah. blah. We shouldn't do that. We blah blah blah. And hopefully, within time, I'll be able to marry the man that I love. That last bit with my partner Reese in the producer's studio next door, and just like trying to get that out. Full tears. That was full tears right. on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the emotion of leaving a place which means so much. And uh, that you, you know, that I'd spent so much time at, and that presumably you loved listening to as a oh, kid. Oh, absolutely! It was yeah. like the dream to be mm. on that station. So in leaving it, there's like so much pent up, and then mm. trying to say something about love. Oh, I was gone. I was yeah, gone. yeah, you would have been, and it would have, <clears throat> it would have been a very challenging time to leave because that was the job like, you loved doing and you yeah. loved broadcasting, and then to leave at at such a time would have, yeah, would have been challenging. Yeah, I mean, I had left without getting the job that I wanted. Yeah. So I left so I left without being, you know, up to having my own sort of headline show. But it sort of had become clear to me that that door was closing. Like to get to that would become very, very difficult. Yeah. 
um, I would I would start being far too old by the time those shows came up again. So right. I yeah. just had to cut and run. I was like, oh, right, you don't want me in that spot. So I've got to, I and you want me to stay on this weekend thing, but you should really be putting an 18-year-old in that job and training yeah. them up for the, for the new one. So I've got to go. So it was like a really... Really tricky. So it was time. on your terms, but still, it felt like certain cards were dealt oh. that made it sort of. Well, yeah, like I made, like I forced it through to be my terms. Understood, understood. <laughs> but it was it difficult because I, uh, I guess this is time to bring out. I came across a great podcast which I think you had involvement in called the Alternate, the Alt Root. Seek Alt Root. Seek yeah. Alt Root, which I absolutely loved. And for Dylan, oh, great. Is, uh, it was just the process of you uh, going through those changes of a new career moving on from ABC. And totally. I, I was, for everyone, it's, it's a really good, I was also fascinated because I've got into this whole sort of sports coach performance psychology of it. Like I'm yeah. just new to it. I'm trying to understand it. And there's a couple of amazing sports psychologists, that, one that you dealt with, which was mm. a, a, a gentleman called Michael Inglis. Yeah, Michael's amazing. And it was really interesting because I was listening to that and, and listening to, I think the other one was Sandra. And how Sabina, it was, Sabina, uh, Sabina, Sabina, and I was just it was and listening to it, and I was, what I found really interesting was also your your I think you already do that naturally, but your ability to reflect, but also be so open and raw about moving forward to yeah. the next step. As long as there's a microphone in front of my face, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like I, that's it's great to be here on your sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is less a podcast as it is a sponsor, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's our accountability. Yeah, exactly. It's, our, yeah. it's what, yeah. where we sort of report back to how we're tracking each week. It definitely is totally. like, you know, as much as uh, we've found out that listeners get a lot out of this podcast, more so than we realize, that 60 kilogram, uh, the guy who messaged yeah. us saying that he's lost 60 kilos because of the podcast blew my mm. mind. And there's many more like that. As much as it's all of that, for us, for me and Ben, it is, uh, A, a great way to catch up with the mate, but also, yeah, just keeps me going, oh, wow, look, you have tipped the scales a bit today, you know, yeah. you know so let's uh, let's go back to some of the things we've learned over the last few months, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, you know? and anything that's self-indulgent <laughs> must be a podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, what, but what I found really interesting is I didn't know you as a broadcaster. Yeah. So this is like, so when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, like I didn't know you as a broadcaster. I didn't listen to you, DJ. I didn't know you as the, the person who's uh, doing a lot in comedy without being on stage. Yeah. Which I actually, to be honest, find absolutely amazing and generally refreshing in the industry. But it was interesting to hear your prior to career, because I, I wasn't, because I'm a bit like, I think I was too old for that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Because yeah. I listened to Triple J when I was like, um, you, know, you know, American Watch. Oh, bring back Adam and Will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was at yeah, that time. I was 18 in the bush listening to it yeah. so when I was listening to you go through the steps I was I was just blown away at uh, how self-reflective you are but also how you've generally moved on and made that change oh thanks so, for uh, someone who hasn't listened to what steps is he referring to what are you talking about well it's it's about um, well what what tri- Triple J had become and without wanting to just go over that podcast again I mean it's it's, it's, well, it's really uh, good can you tell it, the listeners where they can find what's it called yeah. so it's Seek called Seek Alt Root it okay. was made by Seek so yeah. you know at the its core it's a like, it's a content ad, uh-huh. yeah. but it, but and but I went into it, make wanting to make sure that it had its own value. Oh, like and that, it fucking did. Yeah, great. That's good news. Um, and but it, but it, yeah. So seek alt root, and you can find it in the podcast app that you're in right now. <laughs> uh, well, after we on, this, we're on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what 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 it started as was like. Um, follow someone as they change a career, but what it became was like a psych, like like a psych session, yeah. like a, a much deeper assessment of what I was going through as I was changing so jobs. It was happening in real time for you, or was it a retrospective? The, the treatment the was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the treatment was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those sessions became very like because I, I took sort of the approach of like I'll be very honest. I'll say everything to these psychologists who are interviewing me. Wow, because we can always cut it out later. Yeah, yeah it's not sure. live. Um, and then we just didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. long ago was that recorded? Uh, it was about coming up to a year ago. Oh, okay, okay. So still at this point, not necessarily. 
having that perspective of going, oh, fuck, I wish I didn't say that? Or yeah, are you no, still okay no, no. with it all? No, it's it's fine. It's fine. And again, because there's a greater good, like I'm happy to, like I, I, I say, like I, I always think I'll never jump out of a plane unless it's for something. Like, yeah, yeah. like I, I have no that. interest in doing it. But <laughs> if someone's filming it, I'm like, oh, I guess someone else is getting a benefit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Content. <laughs> yeah. Content. <laughs> uh, it was the same same sort of thing. So, so you know, I'm very, very I, and I, I like, if, if it, as you say, Ben, if there's if there's you know stuff in there, then that's that's great, and that's exactly the, the whole point of it. But yeah, so basically, um, I let that job become a part of my identity, mm-hmm. like a real core. Like you know, um, have you, you seen sense, val- so sense of value was linked to yeah. Have you seen Inside that Out, that kid's yeah. Disney film, yeah. yeah, Pixar film? When you Bing know, Bong, you have- yeah, exactly, <laughs> poor Bing Bong. But so when you have one of those like core memories come into the like the core self, yeah, that idea, I'd I'd allowed Triple J to become a part of that for me, right. and based on what I thought it was when I was a kid listening to it, yeah, right, and, and, and you then you find that out... really well. Like I can't, mm. like you articulate you, like you're doing it now. You articulate it in the middle of a session, yeah, which I find, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, you know, Dylan and I both see therapy, but you're doing this, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you, what you're saying is also what you're preaching. So you, you're being so honest and you're so raw, which is what you did as a broadcaster. So yeah. therefore that bit of you, you wanted to give back to how you listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And But I think that's still naturally part of you, even though I don't know you well enough to be able to justify saying that. But yeah. even then listening to the podcast after listening, I was like, well, you're doing the same thing again. <laughs> you're doing the same thing. You're, just, you're going, well, this is part of me because I want to give back to whoever's listening to this. Yeah. To go, actually, you know, it's a struggle. I've dealt with it. This is my way of reflecting and seeing yeah. what it actually means. Yeah. What I mean, don't it? tell me anything uh, because I'll tell everyone. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's no, it's a bad, I'm bad secret keeper. Yeah. <laughs> very bad. I, I, think this is, I think this is very common for people who are in broadcasting because there's another gentleman by the name of Dave Hughes who cannot keep a secret to <laughs> yeah. save himself. Yeah. yeah. He's another one. It's like, if you're on the airways, you just want to share it. Yes, you share. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I'll do it for myself, but for everyone else. So don't tell me anything. There is some. <laughs> Uh, first of all, like this is absolutely not at all where I thought we'd end up, but I'm loving the shit out of it. And there's like, I'm not even kidding. I, I can't wait to now go, pardon the pun, seek that podcast out. Um, but no, I'm genuine. I'm yeah. genuine because I think a lot of us forget. Are you current? You and I were like, what, 12 minutes ago talking mm. about the situation that I'm in at the moment in the terms of the work travel. We're saying yes, yes, yes to everything mm. and asking yourself, hang on, at what point does this stop making sense? Like using the analogy of video games, I had to stop playing video games because I got, like I just knew that as soon as I started playing, everything else stopped, food, my family, studies, all of it. So, so the same thing, I don't want it to happen with comedy. I don't want it to mm. get to the point where it's gone so far beyond my uh, own idea of why I'm doing it. Uh, to the point where I have to stop it because it's just damaging my lifestyle. So the same way, it sounds like it's very much in the hitting zone of where I'm at these days about trying to just take a step back and understand why is my a identity and sense of self-worth linked to this yeah. career and how different is it to the version I thought it was going to be when I first started doing open mics and is it that important? I mean, is it worth me sacrificing, you know, long-term relationships, meaningful, yeah. uh, you know, in meetings with my friends? Like yeah. I, I rarely catch up with mates now. Yeah. So this absolutely does sound like it's in my head. How, defi- how do you define yourself? And so have you come a year later, have you... First of all, I assume you've managed to shed that identity of a Triple J broadcaster, or is it still part of you? Uh, no, mo- that- in, in the mo- mostly, yes. mostly, but there's still there's still a part of me that's like sees the alternate universe of like what could have what uh-huh. would have played out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't want it because the the reality of what happened because of that and what I've learned from that and what I went through has like steadied, like 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 I don't think I've said this on a podcast before, but the um the it's amazing how much before because leaving that job being diagnosed with depression slash light bipolar mm-hmm. so that sort of like uh uh um psych- cyclosemia i think it's what it's technically called where you like you have these downs and then you have little highs but they're not you, i'm not taking apart a car yeah yeah uh, yeah I'm but just, there's like, a working sense you're constantly for- yeah I didn't follow that thought. So, so what do you mean? So, like, so when I left Triple J, because it had been such a huge part of who I was, then 
it stripped out. I'd lost a part of my identity. A chunk, yep. Like yep. this like part of who I thought I was. Right. That, that keeps the vehicle me, moving yeah, in a nice direction. Yeah. <laughs> that sent me into the worst depression that I've ever had. Uh-huh. I'd, and then in that I recognized that I've had this before. Yeah. And that in fact ah, there are highs yeah. and lows. Yep. And so right. it's amazing. I I think back to myself before that, going around the world thinking, I'm great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> All these people who have mental health issues, not me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think back to that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> who, like, well, naive, I guess. Naive. Yeah. Who like just thought everything, you know, just like had it all in control. I thought I was so in control. Yeah. I thought everything was in hand. I just was, I was on it. I knew it. Yeah. You know, like nothing can get past me. Right. And like I'm playing the politics of the station, and I'm getting it all, and you know, <laughs> going out there, and I got the dream, and this and that. And well, that, that's a good um, note to highlight, though, because yeah. that's a, that's sort of what that idiot. thing that comes with. <laughs> Had no idea that perspective that comes with age as well, to a certain extent. You yeah, know, you and go, experience particularly. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people. You're right, experience more than age. It, it's a, I think a lot of people who listen to this can probably relate to that idea of what we thought we were in control of yeah. and then finally accepting, oh, maybe oh, I, so I'm not on top of it. Like, of ben, you and I had that moment last middle of last year when I suddenly, after losing the weight, just found myself a week of just binge eating nonstop and not yeah. knowing why again because I was so sure that, oh, I fixed this, I've done this, I don't need mm. to binge eat anymore. And then knowing, no, no, there's still a lot of work to be done. That's a big moment for a lot of people to, you know, almost like an AA meeting type of way, just giving into a higher power for a moment going, oh, I don't have the answers yet. Yeah, precisely. And so if, if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be able to now keep an eye on it. Yeah. yeah. And like watch it, be sure that it's all in hand. Because I have a similar thing, but what I, I again, I think age has perspective and experience. But I, I, and I've done this recently, and I was maybe talking with my partner, but when I do recognise it, it is so refreshing to know what it is. Yeah. So when you do see it, and I had it, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago where I was like, oh, there's that feeling. Yes. But I know. I yeah. know what that feeling is. And I was like, I'm feeling a bit depressed. I uh, I don't don't know where it's coming from. But you know what? I'm not going to panic and try right. and look where it's coming from. I'm going to do all the things that make me feel better. So did a bit of exercise. Yeah. Went to the sauna. Grabbed Tao. Played a little bit of cricket with him. Your son. I go, yeah, my son. And then go have... Asleep that night. Yeah. But in the past, I would have freaked out. I would have hit the bottle. I yeah. would have just gone absolutely. And then, right. and then before you know it, what is actually just one day ends up turning to three weeks because you didn't know what uh -huh. it was. But now uh -huh. the fact that when you recognize it, you don't panic. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like that's like it's like a new superpower, and I and sometimes when I see and look, it's pro it, it's something to come with age, and also in a relationship as well. Yeah, because you know people will talk about you know you go see someone, but when you've got someone every night to talk to, yeah, it is so advantageous because they know you, they feel you, they understand you. So the combination of both, when you get older, you're like, oh, there it is. But when you see yeah. a young person in their mid twenties who are just like, oh, you know, yeah. you, you, you're not going to question it. But you go, fuck, I hope you learn it sooner than later. I have this great feature where I get a bit of OCD with it as well. So when my brain starts breaking down, that flares up and it's intrusive thoughts that I have to, that I flick at, literally flick out of my head. Mm. That's the compulsion. It's like I flick my head like that. <laughs> oh, wow. And so if, like I'm walking around the house, things are getting intense and I get a bit twitchy. I'm like, I think I need to sit down. Mine, my, mine's a, my, <laughs> it's a really cool, it's like a physical trigger. I'm like, yeah. oh. Like mine's, mine's, like flies out the head. Just yeah. bang. Mine's a physical, like I just, like shaking it off. Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'll have the thought and go, like, and it's really weird if you just see me on the street and I'm walking, listening to Eminem yeah. or something, suddenly you're just going, yeah. like just not wanting to be like, disassociate, get out of here. Yeah. You're not meant to be here, stupid That's, thought. You know? Exactly. It was so funny what I told, because when I was telling my psych when I first went to therapy after leaving the station, having it all through, and it was like, just tell me everything, like you know, whether you do that purge at the start. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I guess I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, I guess you know, sometimes I have these intrusive thoughts, like I want to throw a glass of water in people's face, like that. Just, yeah, that just pops into my head all the time, or like, let me just move this cup much, away. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or like much darker ones. And I'm like, you know, and I just flick it out of my head. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's OCD. The obsession oh. is the thought and the compulsion is the flick. Oh. oh. And it just like blew my mind. Like I just threw I just threw out this thing that I was like, yeah. oh, this is a part of who I am and it's nothing. Right. And, and he's it like, turns out no, to be that's a, a mental health 
yeah, illness all of wow. all in of itself. Yeah, and again, like I would, like I'd had that for years, and I would never have gone and seen someone if yeah. that process of things hadn't happened. And so for, that was the first time you started seeing a therapist was after that. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, and then through that process, I can go back now through my life and see all these times when mm. it's like, oh, I was yeah. like, I was up at that point, and, and I was down. down at that point, and yeah, and, like, it, and I can again, retrace those steps. And for me, like same thing is that you retrace those steps, and you also find out what the patterns are. So you. So you, yeah. once you resemble what the patterns are, and for years I, ref, I, you know, even probably in the last doing this with Dill, you know, I'd always go, oh, I recognise the alarm bells, but I hated that because it, it put a negative connotation on what my past was. When I feel like I probably had to go through that to get where I am. Yeah. So now I'm just like, I recognise the patterns. Yeah. Patterns is quite simpler. It's not the alarm bells. It's just there was patterns in my past that I was like, yeah. oh, if you do this, do this. Oh, that's a pattern to you leading this. Oh, how can you resolve that? Or if you want to feel like this, then you need to do this, this, and this. And yeah. I, and that's why that this morning, you know, logistic, it was crazy, but, and bordering on OCD sometimes, but I was like, yeah. but I know that if I get this all done, uh, my family will be happy. I'll be happy. I've done my exercise and I can come here and try and be as present as I possibly can. Right. And it's a pattern that I already know for my mental health because it wasn't great yesterday, but today ah, it'll feel better. Gotcha. And it's amazing. I'm here with you guys really enjoying this conversation, but also going, wow, what I did yesterday worked. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so spotted. if you put in the work, it, the results will show up. And I yeah. guess that's another thing that comes with uh, experience is just that in those first few times when you're overwhelmed by that feeling and not knowing, a, not recognizing it as it, that it's there, then maybe later down the track you start recognizing it but not knowing the solution. Mm. Whereas now what you, the place that you're probably both at, and I would say me to an extent as well, is that you recognize the feeling, you may not know why it's there, but you now know the work that needs to be done to get you out of it because you trust the process. Like one of the hardest things when it comes to like exercising, quitting drinking, uh, changing a diet is the results, the time lag between when the results show up and the effort you have to put in to make the change is so far and wide mm. that it makes you not motivated to keep going. But if you've had experience with success of knowing that if I do my meditation, I do my running, I do my exercise, I do the kids, I'll be good tomorrow, that helps you push through it. And I think a lot of experience. people experience that yeah. it comes back to going, I trust the process. I don't see the whole picture yet. I don't know the answer to stopping this. My brother refers to it as a gray day when he has a gray day and is this feeling of overwhelm, feeling of sadness, melancholy, all these things kick in. You just go, oh, there you are. Like, I recognize yeah. you. Well, <laughs> you know, you're not going to sneak up on me anymore. Yeah. It's still not easy, but at least there's a bit of an awareness. There's a clenching of your muscles as it's coming through as you're about to get punched by it. Yeah. But you just know, if I do this and this and this and continue trusting the process, I will get out the other end. Yeah. And what you were saying before, though, with that identity about Triple J and how you still sometimes wonder what if and all that, that is not dissimilar, I suppose, to a lot of toxic relationships, uh, human relationships where, yeah, it was a bad ending or whatever it is, but it's hard not to remove hmm. yourself by wondering, oh, I wonder, there were some good times. Oh, I yeah. wonder how we could have gone. Yeah, it was my first it. breakup. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So, it, was so, a it was a relationship. And so where do you feel like a year now after doing that sick uh, alt root pod and having a bit of catharsis and talking mm. those and getting some strategies about dealing with it, where are you at now a year later? Uh, yeah, good, good, good. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things that I'm doing now that I wouldn't have been doing if I was sitting behind a, a desk in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and you're doing a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm this, really excited of the projects you're doing. Like, like sorry, we, ran, we ran into each other yesterday. Yeah, Are yeah, we allowed we, to say what you're doing? Yeah. Can maybe, we, not, maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe um, not. We well, can. Well, can we focus on one of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I'm, like, I'm, I'm a big fan. I really love the way you operate and I really love the way you're setting up businesses. I think it's really refreshing and it's also, I don't know, I just really like it. So, yeah. the, so the one I really like is the, the bar. See if I go bankrupt and then we'll. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't think you will. I, I really no. don't think you will at all, 100%. That's one. Like you, no, no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd back you all the way yeah. because you, you've got a right approach, you know your market. But also with the like, for instance, let's let's start with the bar. You, you took over the bar, uh, a bar in comedy festival uh, that was known for comedians that sort of went under, right? Yeah. And then you came along and said, "Hey, no, this is a great opportunity. Uh, I want to work with the people, uh, be it local government, uh, your business partners." And you created something that just really reflected where comedians wanted to go, <laughs> hang out, have a drink, mm, and yeah. not feel like it's 
a pub that it's only for cheap comedians to drink. And then, I don't know, you just created something that I felt was really unique. And so yeah, when I yeah. saw this and then I, when, it, when it blossomed and exploded and it turned into the bar that it is now, I was like, what's your next venture? Yeah. What's your next venture? <laughs> because I'll be honest, I, can, I can't see it not failing. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, what, that's yeah, I can't see it yet. Because I just, I think it's just, it's really exciting and really refreshing. Because you, for people who know it, your partner is Reese Nicholson. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated by this. Is, fiancé. Well, fiancé. But also you're a partner of a comedian. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> so many threads that you threw at him. What I know. There's long? so much I want to talk about. But, but, um, but I, mean, I haven't forgotten the fact that we stopped at Nike app, by the way. We still haven't got through your running. I'm, I'm um, that I know. We just know this. Um, uh, but let's, let's, go, let's go down this track for the moment. Uh, but, um, so should we, like, there's a new business venture. We'll maybe maybe well, put it on hold. Old? Well, um, the, so Alex, Alex Dyson and I, when we left the station, hung out, and you know we've got our podcast Mirth, and we chat, and we talked about a we talked about like a, a bar that could be a radio station, maybe like we we were just sort of pondering that, yeah. like how could we combine um, those things? About the same time you were quitting drinking, we opened a bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We went a different that, way. You know what? That honestly, as a ex people studied economics and, and marketing, that's a bad business decision. <laughs> Two of the biggest drinkers in the industry decide to stop drinking. That is not the time to open yeah. the market. The market is on the downturn. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, comedy is full of people yeah. who haven't, yeah. haven't made that. that so, uh, what yeah. was the bar called? Uh, well, it was Harry Little Sister. It was called Harry Little Sister. Oh, I gave it a fair bash. That place. I yeah. definitely did oh, a lot totally. of shots on that table yeah it was it was very popular during the comedy festival i used to leave my laptop bag with them <laughs> behind the bar i'd be there so often because i had a show that i needed my laptop for for a projector and i would leave it with them because i was like well i know i'm gonna get blind at least at least they will know where it is and i'll pick it up in the morning because i live around the corner like yeah. that's how much i had a strategy in place for my alcoholism yeah, it was wow. fucking weird well, um, now we're we're holding everyone else's laptops, uh, so we've got a little. <laughs> if anyone uh, wants to break if, room out the back, if, if you anyone need to wants drop to, by. like you know, have a hostage situation yeah. <laughs> and steal some laptops. Um, yeah, no, we were walking past uh, and we saw the notice of reentry sign. Yep, which um, is when someone defaults on their lease. Yep, and the landlord puts up a "We've changed the locks" sort of sign. Yep, and we. I happen to know. I happen to know that there was a three month. There's a three month cool off clause. You can't put anyone else in there within three months as a landlord because otherwise you might like force someone out, put someone in, and then be like, "Oh, it's too late. Yep. You can't come back." And so the, all the legal stuff has to happen. So there's a okay. three month lockout period, right? Yeah. With those notice of reentries, and we did that about this time last year. We walked past what was Harry Little Sister, and we did the maths. And we're like, we've got, we will have, uh, it was like 10 days between <laughs> That's the amazing. time that we can get in there <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> and the first day of the comedy festival. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, That's phenomenal. And so we sort of started seeing if the, if the council who owned the building would be open to activating the space because, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's it's an important part of the festival and it's yep. the city's festival. The city's comedy is a big important part of that festival, that bar. A lot of people go there. You know, it's where raw kids celebrate and yep. commiserate. It's where people that they've been told that they've been nominated for awards. It's where mm -hmm. people yep. hold their after parties. It's, it's like it's an important It's the new generation from people going to the Peter Cook bar to that bar. Yeah. That's yeah. how I always envisaged it. It was the next generation was like the Peter Cook bar for yeah. the older comedians, like, the you know, who've been there from day dot. And then it was the, the – I felt like it was the new bar for the yeah, new – Yeah, and we thought it would be a shame if it was closed. Yeah. And because there, would, there, was, there was no way when I spoke to the council, I was like, you can't get anyone in there in time for the festival. It will be shut, right? Do yeah. You, like what if we – did it so we called the liquor we called the um the um liquidator of the because the old company had gone bankrupt uh and bought a liquor license off a liquidator yeah so suddenly i'm like speaking <laughs> to like i don't know how do you talk to liquidators how, yeah. do, you, how do you buy some friends in well, that how, industry there, <laughs> you, i, I yeah. thought there are they accountants who wanted to earn mm. more money yeah. 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 yeah there was a lot of accountants in the financial crisis went into insolvency yeah. because it was booming yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah so suddenly we're buying that and then we went and um, spoke to Stomping Ground which is a brewery in Collingwood and 
and they said, could we, like, maybe we could actually brew a beer just for the festival. So suddenly we've got, like, a bespoke beer. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're moving in furniture with, like, a week to go and hiring immense amount of staff. Um, and then it was, it was really, it was just, it, like, it worked. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> really I'm did. Not really sure how. Well, what Tom Gleason said uh, one night there, he said, what you want in a pop-up bar is for it to be pre-popped and uh he's absolutely right like it was already a huge success yeah 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 years gone by yeah gotcha um but so then and what was the bar called balding older brother um because it had been called hairy little sister so nice. and hence bob is yeah. that was its little nickname. it's good i think it's really clever yeah and um the news is that it's happening again yeah Yay. So it'll be open for this comedy festival um coming up soon yeah, I know. It's <laughs> Writers on, of no. jokes. Oh, fuck God. you, Byron. Get out of here. Get the, the fuck out of here. The, 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 that brings you to the point because uh, I think is Reese doing a festival show? Reese is not doing a festival show oh, this year. So, oh, so you get to enjoy the summer together. Yeah. There's going to be no writing. I mean, he's going to do a show starting in Edinburgh. So instead of starting in April, the show will open in August. Ah, that's how so he's doing it. Okay, okay. Buy a bit more time. And then finish in Australia the year after. Because I'm always fascinated, especially this time, is, is, you know, usually this time is quite a challenging time for comedians because we're trying stuff out, uh, we're hitting the rooms, uh, mm. we hate ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we uh, find ourselves in a bit of a mess. How do you do that as a partner of a comedian going through that process? Or were you aware of that when you entered that? Because, like, I'm fascinated mm. what it's like to be a partner of quite a, you know, becoming a very well-known comedian and also a very, a very good comedian. He's very good um well when we met i was doing stand-up i was doing bits and pieces of stand-up and then moved in we moved in with tom ballard and reese nicholson uh we <laughs> i moved in with tom ballard and reese nicholson we moved in with tom and it like i think they they were very good at what they were doing. Well, Reese, Reese was giving me we had a, a bit of a dnm in montreal and he was saying that it was pretty much tom ballard who pretty much broke it the whole thing. The whole yeah. time you guys were just mates or whatever. Yeah. And he's go he'll go to you going, Well, what's going on with Reese? And he'll go to Reese going, What's going on with Tyrant? <laughs> <laughs> he did. So, yeah. So yeah. Ballard plays a key role in Yeah, that. exactly. He set us up and then um we, we sort of lived together and they sort of started getting really good. Or they already were, but popping even better, more, yeah. like yeah. really popping. And then I'm like trying to, I was like trying to start out. It was like a weird, it was a, it was a, I was like, mm, I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll just stick to radio and didn't sort of do Did you much. do stand up yourself at the time? Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Little bits and pieces. I oh, gotcha. And then um, stopped for about, I've just started up again about three years after I stopped. But um, in the, and then in the meantime, uh, so I guess I'd had a little bit of experience, or yeah, okay, yeah, and not not of any sort of never got paid or for anything. Um, but then um, Reese and I worked together on a show um, about four years ago for the first time, where I sort of I don't know what the word is in like we say director, but I don't know what I guess it's like it's a bit of everything. Yeah, I sort of think of what a producer does for a musician. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, like yep, yep, yep. sort of what. I certainly do for Reese, and perhaps that's what other people say director is on when they put that credit on people on shows. But that's so yeah. So so I did that with Reese one year, and then that was that show was was very successful and w- w- turned turned out really good. So we've kept doing that ever since. Yeah. So I guess it's like we just work together on, and people are like, "How do you work? How do you work with your partner?" And I think it. I know that it works really well because I don't even understand the premise of the question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, does it not? That's really. I, Could I, it I not really go like well? that. Mm. So, so it's sort of we just work together on, on you know he writes everything. Um, and then there's like a you few become tags a soundboard. That I might do, but essentially it's it's his, his writing, and I'll like. Uh, Help him piece it together. Piece it together, pathos, where does that go? Maybe that's better there. Don't say that yet because it ruins that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, don't reveal that about yourself. Um, you know, put that at the start, Do the, like all that sort of Outside stuff. perspective because I think as a performer when he writes his own stuff, it you sometimes get married to certain material and you, mm. you think how important it is or because you know the effort that went into that particular bit. But then... Yeah. Sometimes you just—it's hard to let go of the ego and maybe point out, going, "Yeah, I know you work really hard on the bit, but it actually doesn't fit into the show." So mm. consider taking it out, and you might have an overall better show. Individually, the bit might be, you know, firing. But yeah. I have a particular stand-up bit that I had to drop from last year's show 
that I was hated to do it bit because but then it was like this is a show about weight loss and suddenly I've got a bit about Tinder or whatever it was. It just <laughs> didn't didn't really feel like it fitted. Yeah. But then I was like, well I'll put it aside. I'll come back to it. And then yeah, sure enough I was able to kind of bring it into this yeah, new exactly. show. So yeah, so I do, and then in now conversely, it works the other way as well, which is great. Where he's helping with you know what I'm doing and mucking around and putting things together. Mm-hmm. So it's it kind of it's um it just sounds so nice. It just works. <laughs> pretty That's a very good. telling sentence, Ben. <laughs> no, I just I love it. I wasn't I wasn't expecting the answer to be a so detailed, but b it's it's a real nice, loving, working relationship. Next question. <laughs> I mean, you asked the question. I know. It's just like I was like, <laughs> like we were. I was like, oh, that'd be so lovely. And then, and what then were you someone, expecting to happen here? No, 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 no. I kind of was. I was going down that path. But in my head, I was like, I was trying to think. Last time, I said, "Hey, Maya, what do you think of this joke?" She's like, "That's great, but why don't you take the kids to the park?" <laughs> okay. well, we don't have children. It's what was the introduction no. with of Hopkins into the relationship? Uh, For those who don't know, Hopkins is Hopkins is our Welsh Springer Spaniel. Her name is Sir Anthony Hopkins because <laughs> um, it's 2019. We didn't want to gender her. And because um, they're both Welsh. They're both Welsh Springer Spaniels, Anthony Hopkins and Hopkins. Mm. Um, Those two. No, one is a Welsh actor. Yeah, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you flagged that you're present for this podcast. After no, because you were saying like I know they're two, but now now I get it. But I thought you said around the two between the two dogs. Yeah, no, like she's cool. she's good. Um, she stopped trying to kill herself. Uh, oh, which, wait, what wait, a feature on. of her youth. Reese or yeah. <laughs> no, Hopkins has in her lifetime. She's. Uh, tried to cut herself. She swallowed a razor blade. Oh, fucking Jesus hell. Jesus Christ. Yep. Jeez, you, trigger warning <laughs> for me. <laughs> There's something really strange. You could have said that happened to a friend of yours. I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. But as soon as you say a dog, I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. Well, apparently uh-huh. it's one of the most, like they've done studies on how common it is. Why oh. do dogs keep eating razor blades? Not chewing, swallowing the blade. Like they must so have seen too many Adelaide Fringe shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to electrocute herself. She once, uh, she once chewed through the end of an electrical cord that was in and plugged on. Oh my god! Uh, she's tried an overdose. She uh, she swallowed <laughs> heaps <laughs> of uh, ibuprofen, and one ibuprofen is is. How did she get it out of the packet? Yeah, she got in there, and we're not ready for children. <laughs> Opposable thumbs. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. This summation yeah. is not ready for children. We've had to hide all the rope toys just in case she's so tried how to she... tie them into a noose or something. <laughs> how has Launch she... herself off the balcony. How has she stopped trying to kill herself? How makes it she's just grown up a bit. She's just like, she's almost two now. She's just like settled down. Uh-huh. You know, she's... She's um, in her mid-teen years. Yeah, she's, she's past that emo now. phase. Yeah, she's, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped listening to Linkin Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where were we now? We have so many things that we need to I tell. I know. It's, okay. it's so funny. I can't believe, like, <laughs> can't believe it's nearly time's up. It seems so stupid. So running, Kyron. <laughs> running. <laughs> let's, let's go away. Running. Running. Yeah, so the app. Um, what are you running from? Uh, <laughs> what are you running from or what are you running to? Um, so, oh, yeah. It's a great app, though. Have an app oh, it's a great app. No, it no, but have an app where you're running from something. Yeah, there's a zombie. Oh, we talked about them. this on episode three of this oh, podcast. Oh, a zombie app wow. that basically... How did you remember episode that is three? pinpoint accurate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it? I pulled it from the, my ass, but at the same time, it's somewhere around there when I started talking about Couch to 5K, people said, oh, there's one, there's a zombie app where oh. you suddenly says, walk, 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 and then suddenly, oh my God, there's a zombie chasing you. Run, run, run. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Damn, they, you got to run from the that zombies. That was the third you know, um, great idea. <laughs> the <laughs> but no, so, you tell me, how, so do you're get, generally how do you get from... Um, how long we got? Very quickly, how do you get from that 100 metres mm. to running the marathon? A full marathon. Uh, consistency and allowing... Because I'll, cause I'll drop it all the time. Yeah. I'll go through phases up and down, up and I down. Think that I'll was be your... right in it. I'll get one tiny injury and I'm like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm out. That's probably the only thing I can say is, is consistency and it becoming a part of a regular routine that is almost subconscious where you're it's it's a book i'm reading or have been reading all year uh, called atomic habits uh talks about that a guy they shouldn't take a year i know <laughs> <laughs> i was telling you off my current that's the book that i bought because i hadn't read any books last year i thought okay i'll start reading this year make a habit of reading but i only got two chapters in and i stopped reading <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. to but, a book about forming habits but forming habits but bonnie uh davies who we had on the pod as you know swears by the book as well after she heard me talking about it but one of the things that the guy said is believe it or not there was a guy who lost 60 kilos or something like that or fifth sorry 100 pounds uh by only going to the gym 
for five minutes at a time. He would say to himself, I'm only yeah, going yeah. for five minutes. Because what inevitably happened is after a month, he was just so used to putting on the shoes and going to the gym that five minutes became 10, that mm. 10 became 15. And it's just about understanding that showing up to the, the whether it's the run, yeah. the gym, to work, that is the habit former, not yeah. the actual activity. The activity follows the habit. Yeah. The habit is showing up. So I would say for me, that's what happened with the run is initially I was only showing up because of the bet that me and Ben had. So because I felt like if I didn't do this, then I'm going to fall behind. So I'm running away from Ben in that sense. Yeah. But once I started doing it so consistently, it became this thing that I missed when I didn't do. That's something I never thought I was going to see happen. And then the more you keep doing it, the more you start to say drop the weight, the running gets faster. Then you're like, well, 5K is now good. Let's see what 10K is like. And then if you have a a brain like mine, which likes to sort of push the limits and see what else I can do with this new knowledge. Mm. That's where I ended up with the marathon. But I, I felt like it seems quite quick to go from 100 meters in Jan 2018 to 42 kilometers in October 2019. But really, if you tracked the progress, it's yeah, slow it's... incremental progress. Uh, you know, each step was just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And then, yeah, a year and a half later, there's a marathon. And, and having that goal, like that goal was like it was a big one. But you did, you so did chip goal. away at it. I think the goal, you need the goal as a, and as a signed up to goal. And yeah. what I want to finish all of that by saying is the other trick is consistency, but consistency can only come if you know why. I think if you don't know why you're running a marathon, if you don't know why you're quitting drinking, if you don't know why you want to change career, then you will be questioned. Like you will be tested along the way going, fuck, I had such a good paying job. Why the fuck am I doing this creative field? Or I I hate running. Why am I pushing myself through this? My body hurts. If you don't know why, when those moments hit, you need to have those answers ready because others you will throw in the towel. So I would say find a good, strong enough why and then a consistency will come. Yeah. And I think, and also, especially in the line of work that we're all in, is, uh, is, is setting out the time. So I know that this week I knew I'd be able to get a run in this morning. Uh, I know I've got one uh, for Friday morning and I know I've got one for Saturday afternoon. Mm. So anything else that comes in between is a bonus, but then it achieves to the main goal is my goal is to try and get to 10 kilometres, right? But I know that it's just like I have to be realistic. So what are my options this week? Mm. Rather than going, oh, I can't do it at the same time every morning. Like I became a bit OCD. It has to be at this time. It has to fit in here. Like, and then after a while, as soon as I let yeah, that I've only go, got half an hour. I can't do 10. Yeah, yeah. So, so then you go, well, you know what? I'm going to do three. Like mm. it just adds adds up to it. Mm-hmm. And, and to be yeah. honest, I didn't think like that until I watched Still Do It. Mm. Like because you just chipped away at it, chipped away at it, chipped away at it. And when you did struggle, you brought other people in. Sometimes mm. I will start the day by putting on running gear with the thought, well, surely at some point today, right. <laughs> right. if I'm already that, in the gear. Yeah, that yeah. was the hack for me is putting yeah, the running right. clothes on the floor near the bed. So when I rolled out, it's there. I have no choice but to wear. <laughs> and yeah. that was the only thing I had to do for the day. I What happened after was, was consequential. But yeah. I had to promise myself at least wear the gear, show up to – that was the habit former is the – is the getting into the habit of getting into the gear. Because then once I went for a coffee, I'm like, fuck, I'm already in it. Why don't you just walk for 10 minutes, you know? And those little, it sounds so basic, but if you're dealing with a brain that loves sleeping in and not (laughs) moving, then you need to give yourself this little, and because it feels like a win. You know what? If you've told your only thing to do in terms of, say, exercise that day, just wear the clothes, mm. you're like, fuck, I can do that. Yeah. And you do it. Yeah. And you feel like, fuck, I've ticked the box. I've done. And so then you like, you're already in this happy headspace of going, yeah. oh, yeah, look, I am, I'm already kicking goals. So what else can I do? Oh, fuck, yeah, I can walk for five. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But why were you considering the marathon other than doing it with Alex? Oh, well, when I, when I started running in year nine, mm. I did a half marathon. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So this feels like doing a full marathon feels like, oh, you know, it's like a full circle. Yeah. Just like I'm doing beautifully for this podcast right now. So, yeah, it does feel like that achievement of like the, probably the, the best I've ever got at running was when I was 13. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, let's see if I can do that when I'm 30. Yeah, understood. How old are you now? 30. Yeah, 31. 31, right. So young. Um, and so yeah, I still got it. And so you've young. consistently been Amazing. okay. I mean, we have to talk about it. We only got two minutes left, so yeah. let's try and see how quick you can do this. How are you generally with food and indulging in those <laughs> things? Um, I, I will. Um, I'm I'm fine with food. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, like I don't really like sweets that much. 
Um, I I get full quickly. Right. So you've never blown out, never underate, none no, of that I've stuff. No, consistently. Consistency like love this attractive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then with booze, with booze, that's and that's what keeps the weight on. Like, because I think I uh-huh. could be sort of less than that. I'd probably be seventy nine eighty, right? Instead of eighty nine ninety. Yeah, um, understood. Yeah. But it's 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 always if oh if there's a drink. Yep. Do love a drink. But at this point, everything's in control in that area, not necessarily. Maybe once in a while you go, oh, I probably could have cut back a little bit last night. No, I I own a bar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and there are quite a few bar owners in the city who have been doing it for 20 to 30 years. And and you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) You can really tell. So it's a fine line. Like once you... The bar keeps going, going. You know, there's a point where, you know, there'll be moments where you have to move away and and not buy that apartment in the city. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we have to wrap it up we do have to wrap it up Uh, what do you have to plug Kyron Wheelie Um, well yeah there's a couple podcasts there we've we've given a hard Sea Cult Root is really great Mirth Mm. is the one that I'm still doing with Alex so if you listened to either of us on Triple J or both of us on Triple J you'll get much of the same I did we've got a burner phone this is something that I thought can bring to your podcast please a burner phone so we bought a SIM card Uh and people can text the SIM card, or text the phone. Yeah, because emails. Who the who the fuck's using emails? Oh, saying that we're recording a pod right now. So what? you can oh. talk. So because I I listened I, I listened this. to your episode last week where you're like I haven't checked the emails in years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird one to come in on. <laughs> that episode. Shit. Is that the grumpy one? Yeah, Was yeah, that, yeah, grumpy. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and with a burner phone. That's genius. Yeah. You don't mind if we steal that idea? No, go for it. So no, that's great. And if, that's awesome, listeners. And if you know me and Ben, that'll be ready in a year's time. Uh, <laughs> for next Christmas, uh, we'll have that ready up and going. Uh, I love that. Thank you. That's a great idea. That is a fantastic idea. And what about uh, so the bar's oh, coming back? And, yeah, come down to Bob. I mean, it's it's currently a cafe every day, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., 240 yep. Little Collins Street in the city. It's uh, it's in Google Maps as Bob Bar. Oh, nice! And then um, next year it'll be back as like a bar bar. And then during the comedy festival, will be the full seven day a week. And, and it's such a great place. Last year, great vibe, great food. I think that needs to be added as well. Delicious. Yep. Uh, and there's something really special about it. I feel like it's very Melbourne. And, and you ran into us yesterday getting ready for something new. Something new. So sizzle there, but something yeah. new that I think I'm also extremely excited about. For my about, own yeah. selfish reasons, uh, Comedy-ish. Comedy-ish is a show that we are running in Sydney this ah, year. Who cares about Sydney? Um, <laughs> Thank you, Sydney listeners. No. Quite a few. It's about to go on sale. Uh, it's a new material night at mm. Giant Dwarf, um, hence the ish. Uh, where, yeah, the best comedians in the country do their brand new jokes. And, and um, the, the energy that something like that creates, if it's someone who, if, you, if you're a big comedy fan, go see something like that because there is something so raw and the energy associated with that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's And fun. it's amazing. You get to, you know, you get to see some of the biggest names in the country with a notepad, mm. yeah. you know, literally reading things for the first time. And bombing occasionally, which is yeah. great. Like the yeah. big names. Sometimes you get the best laugh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, comedy issues. I really loved off. it. We had it briefly at the Greek Center this year, earlier yeah. before the comedy festival. I did a whole hour trial as yeah. well there. So I'm sad yeah, to we hear do it's not the first back. bit. We do like a lineup. Everyone does spots, and then the second half of the show is someone's full trial show. Yeah, it's and so in good. Sydney this year, uh, Matt O'Kine's doing one. Uh, Luke Heggie, um, I think Jen Fricker is going to do her full trial, and then obviously just everyone on the lineup show. Yeah, mm. so that is comedyish.com. And on the socials. Uh, no, no, you, you. What oh, you? me. Oh, I'm at Kyron Wheatley. Yeah, great. Um, What's the weirdest pronunciation? Like. Yeah, exactly. What's the weirdest pronunciation of Kyron Wheatley? Do you get? Have you got? You would get Kieran a lot. Um, I get Kieran a lot. Um, Kieran, a, yeah. At a coffee spell. shop, I once got Karen. Yeah, sure. Uh, which was. I mean, your hair is fabulous. I do have a moustache. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not safe to assume in 2019, yeah, 2019 but mate. Yeah. if I am a Karen, I've got a long way to go. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so Karen is probably the most bizarre. Yeah. Uh, ben, you're Ben Lomas comic. You've got your show Love Handles probably on sale at It this is time. on sale right now. For Melbourne so, Comedy Festival. Yes, Comedy Festival. So uh, just following up on the uh, mailbag, uh, you know, if we haven't responded to your email, <laughs> then come to my show, write the question on a piece some paper and put bag. it in the box of Cocoa Pops at the, the front. The mailbag is a bin near your house. answer it. Answer yeah. it. So, um, yeah, Fitbit fans, please get a ticket. It's all about my journey uh, and I'm really I'm really excited about this. Yeah, show, if you guys so. enjoyed last year my show about yep. uh, the 
uh, weight loss thing. This is a nice little companion, like a great follow-up yeah. almost because Ben's doing his version of that yeah, experience. Totally. Uh, so if you're a pod listener, a lot of people got a lot out of, of seeing me talk about you know the the the, the behind the scenes of because they've shaped the show. You've sh- yeah exactly. The like, listeners what we've have talked helped. about, they've, they've shaped so it. So you've played a big part in the writing of my show. So I'm sure it's the same with Ben. So it'll be really exciting for you guys to go and check it out. So go see him. Uh, I'm Daruk J on the social medias, and my show Victorious Lion is now on sale. Thank you, Ben Lomas, for that. Uh, uh, we've become. Are you going to have to be there every night? To yeah, do that yeah, 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 yeah. At the festival, uh, <laughs> it's on sale at this point, I believe, and this is coming out. Uh, I believe the whole tour is announced so we have perth uh adelaide brisbane uh canberra uh one off in sydney liverpool apparently and uh, uh melbourne comedy festival and there'll be more dates to announce but yeah busy please. boy yeah, busy boy and of course our live podcast oh, fucking to hell. Be announced you can't announce a podcast <laughs> that we haven't set up <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes there's presumably going to be a live show in melbourne apparently or oh, maybe two maybe two uh, i think i said four last time <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, you're lucky we have such a loyal fan base who will come, so that's appreciated. All right, Um, take care, everyone. Thank you, Karen Wheatley. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to see you, Karen. Catch you soon. (laughs) See ya. Thanks, doll.